0: Uh, to discuss not only the state of this, but maybe look at the series in its totality with an eye further afield and a test series against Australia. We thought about what questions uh, will arise from the series. Well, let's go to a newsman and a fine uh, cricketing mind, uh, cricket writer, sports journalist, and part of the broader SENZ cricket commentary team. It's Mr. Ben Strang. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you
1: doing? very well thank you good afternoon good afternoon listeners uh yeah it's it's a very interesting match one that i don't think will give too many people much confidence heading into Hmm. the rest of their test summer against australia so the the news media which you're in and the fans might be a little
0: bit similar they'll be ask asking a lot more questions perhaps after what we've seen particularly here in hamilton
1: yeah, I, I mean, I think that the um, the key question that has to come out of this is around the batting ranks. I, I think, you know, the the lack of performance outside of Kane Williamson and Rachin Ravindra in this series is uh, pretty alarming. Uh, it, it dates back uh, some time as well. There's obviously issues with the opening pair, uh, Tom Latham, Devon Conway, just haven't scored runs for some time in this format, which is. Is very unusual given their careers, um, but but certainly concerning coming into a, a home Test match, which is the marquee Test match for for New Zealand to host in the next you know five years. Uh, playing playing Australia doesn't get bigger, and you'd like to be coming into that in, in hot form, but but haven't been. Um, the fitness of Daryl Mitchell is a is a big concern as well for for how those batting ranks stack up. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a. I think that is the biggest question, mm-hmm. is is where are the runs coming from, other than Kane Williamson? And, I mean, Ratchan Ravindra, particularly in this series, all of a sudden seems indispensable. Seems like you can't he, – he, he couldn't not play in the team the way he's been playing. So, yeah, fascinating to see what happens going forward. Yeah, quite incredible. And we've made
0: the point, Jeremy Coney in particular, um, Smithy alongside him as well, just how important he's become in one-and-a-half test matches. Yeah, incredible really, Rachel and Ravindra. But back to the openers. Tom Latham, what do you see his game at? If I'm looking at scores in the series alone, twenty and three in the first test, and then scores of forty and thirty. The three starts, an ability to kick on, which has been a bit of a theme for him against South Africa in his test career.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's been a problem for a for a wee while the inability to go on. He's he's He still looks solid. Like, in defense, he seems like he is well aware of where his off stump is. Uh, He seems positive leaving. But he seems to also get to this point in his innings where he frees up and plays a rash stroke, which is not what I would have expected from Tom Latham over the last, you know, eight years or so. Uh, it's, It's not what Tom Latham did. He just plotted on doing what he does not making mistakes which has made him such a, a phenomenal opening batter and and I think that's been the the thing that I've noticed is you know even today the way he got out um, scooping one up to, to short cover it wasn't there to drive it was kind of like a check drive he played it was it was never on that shot I, I don't know what was going on there it's just a, a mistake a mental mistake from what I can see so that seems to be what I see from from Latham and and for Devin Conway, yep, he's got some pretty good balls, um, you know, this match. Uh, but, but he just seems a little out of form, and I'm not sure what that is. There seems to be, Perhaps there's some luck with that, but um, also, you know, people seem to have really honed in on the fact that you come around the wicket to, to Devin Conway, aim at his off stump, and try to cool, pull that judgment into, into question. And, and that is the way that you can target him. Um, and he seems to be struggling with it at the moment.
0: You know in this sport you tend to play amateur psychologist at times, uh, and I can't help but <laughs> wonder, this is the first time in his international career where you know he was averaging over 50 in all forms of the game at one stage, which is truly extraordinary, but I go back to that magnificent 152 not out um, versus England at the Cricket World Cup, and subsequently since that, he's had 20 combined innings at international level, that's nine one-day knocks, uh, three in T20, now eight in Test Match Kruger without a score over 50. You know, that's a long stretch for a guy who has been in um, great run scoring uh, form for a long time. And yesterday's dismissal, you know, plays down the wrong line, hit in the back leg, and to burn a review, that, that tells me he's probably not feeling great about himself. And that might just sound absolutely, you know, obvious, but. You know, it compounds matters. You know, you burn a review like that; yeah. it really shows you. You don't know probably where your body, your head, your, everything is at, at, at the moment, and time is running out. The Australians, what the, the, they arrive in New Zealand today, don't they?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as you know, I'm I, you know I'm good friends with Devin, so um, I haven't actually talked to him about his you know how his mindset and, and stuff is in the in the last week or so, but I know that. You know, there's, uh, you can see by the way he carries himself uh, on the field, um, you know, when he, when he gets out, the way that he reacts to that. Um, it's not, when he's scoring runs, and, and I guess when any batter is scoring runs and they get out, um, obviously they're disappointed. You can see the, disappointed, so the, the disappointment, but at the yes. moment when he seems to be getting out, it's like he's, you know, just gutted, like, you know, it's happened again. He, he looks gutted to me. Um, and that's that's a difficult situation to be. in. what I what I what I briefly liked last night is he seemed to come out and play with a lot of positivity and I think that's hard to do when maybe you're not feeling it um, as much as you, you might like. It's it cricket's hard when you're when you're mentally down on yourself and it does seem like you know there's a, there's a bit of that right now I know mm. uh, a lot of players are pretty cricketed out, they play a heck of a lot of cricket these days, uh, they, they go to all these different places um, to play their cricket but at the same time they, they get to make a lot of money doing so um, so they're also privileged in that but but yeah, there, there seems to there's, there's just a little bit of a malaise I guess about the way that New Zealand's batting, not, not just Devin Conway, not just Tom Latham and, and I guess that's <laughs> hopefully the fact that it's Australia who are turning up on our shores will turn that around.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they will make a change at the top. Uh, no. they certainly have to think about it, uh, you, would, you would think. Um, the text line tells us they should make a change, sweeping changes. Uh, the other big story, Willow Rock. What an arrival.
1: Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I, I, I just think that clearly Willow Rock. Learns quickly, and you know, you know the fact he's only the, is this his fifteenth or sixteenth first-class game? Yep. And he's best playing in a were Test three match. for
0: <laughs> prior to this Test match, yeah. so his yeah. best first-class figures in the first innings, and then he topped that in the second.
1: Yeah, a, a phenomenal um, rise to stardom, if you like. Like he has, he he's been phenomenal. But the the thing that I've picked up on, and I don't know if um, if, if Jerry and and Ian have, have picked up on the same thing, but. When he was playing in the one days late last year, uh, what concerned me watching him bowl is he looked like he was. Um, you know, I think John Bracewell talks about this a lot with the spinners. You know, his bowling action of twelve o'clock is, is the the hand is straight up. He seemed to be kind of like eleven o'clock, almost bowling from above his head, and it, it mm. didn't look. You know, you're going to struggle with shape uh, shaping the ball when you bowl with an action like that. Um, there's only one way the ball's going to go when you when you're seaming it. Uh, in the space of a month, a month and a half, he seems to have got that almost bang-on 12 o'clock, um, which says to me that this guy learns incredibly quickly. Um, bowling coaches will have been been trying to tweak the action a little bit. That'll give him more pace. It gives him more variety with the way that he's nipping the ball in both directions. And the fact that he can bowl just over 140 and he gets some serious bounce and lift with, uh, You know, when he hits the seam, he's a. a I think he's... Um, He's indispensable for the Australian series. I think he's going to play both games. I I think he has just been tremendous.
0: Yeah, The the other factor, the venues. Traditionally, spin bowlers haven't had a Mm. lot of joy at the base of Ant Hagley, particularly New Zealand spinners. Granted, they (coughs) don't rely on spinners. They they have a very weird sort of uh, picture on how you use them, defensive bowlers, so on and so forth. Uh, Some visiting spinners have had success in New Zealand, but what do you think the questions they need to answer about the makeup of the attack for that first test match in particular
1: i i i mean i think it's um going to be fairly obvious if they decided against playing mitchell santney in hamilton at Seddon park I, I mean i think <laughs> if we go to that selection call i think they made a, a mistake and i just can't quite fathom it. I mean, you've seen the pitch. You may know, m- know more about the conditions there than me, but all I can see is, um, you know, they talk about, about the Seton Park wicket. I don't know if it's still the case, but, you know, split into two different clays, one side sort of turns, one side now, seems. It looks to me yeah. to be on the...
0: All Patabahoe now. Um, they've just misread All it. They, they've,
1: they've acknowledged that as yeah. early as morning of
0: day number two. They've misread it I Terrible. mean, if
1: Rachan Ravindra takes three wickets on day one, then yeah. it's, then it's uh, clearly a wicket that takes turn, and they've made a big mistake. Um, that said, you know, like I say, if he, he isn't playing in a place like, like Hamilton, where it is known that it does t- turn in Hamilton, uh, then he's got, I, I don't think he's got any chance of playing at the Basin Reserve or... At, uh, at Hagley Oval. I just don't see Set that up. happening. So yeah. I think they will take, yes, Mitchell Santner. So I, I think they will take four seamers. And then the question then is, is do they take Wagner into that? Um, is, is Kyle Jamison fit? If Kyle Jamison's fit, I think you're taking Kyle Jamison. I think you're taking Henry and Southie. And then Willow Rook. I think he's earned his place above Neil Wagner. As much as I love Neil Wagner, he's only bowling at about 125 clicks at the moment. Um, he... he I hate to say this, but he seems a bit of a um, one-trick pony nowadays with with the plans when he's bowling. And at the pace that he's now at, I just don't think that's going to be effective against the Australians. Yeah, fascinating stuff. So you you would expect Jameson,
0: Henry, Southie, O'Rourke, 8-9, 10-11. Yeah. Will Young or Phillips. Could, could Will go <laughs> force his way into that? and You go with an old-fashioned, your six-best batters.
1: In the squad that I've just written down today, I put Phillips in. And the reason for that is that I think that... I get the feeling that Glenn Phillips uh, just thrives off playing in these big matches. And he becomes a better player against better players. I, I feel like... That's the kind of game that you could imagine him coming in at 6 or 7 and turning things around. Uh, also, he obviously offers the, the off spin, which I don't think he'll need to bowl a heck of a lot of, perhaps in a holding role. But he's just got that X factor that I don't think Will Young quite has. Um, that said, I would have absolutely no problem at all if Will Young was selected. I think he would also be a very good choice. He would lengthen the batting order. Um it would would completely make sense. Uh, So, yeah, at the moment I'm leaning towards Glenn Phillips. But at the same time, I mean, he's another player who hasn't done a heck of a lot in this series. So, you know. Great in the gully. It's a tough
0: call. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Specialist Specialist fielder.
0: Specialist gully fielder. Brilliant stuff, Ben. Love it in chat. Thanks so much uh, for giving us uh, a sort of a third eye perspective outside of the commentary box. Uh, Keep up the fine work. Do appreciate it.
1: No, I appreciate it, and I've very much enjoyed listening to you guys. You've done a great job. Thanks, Ben. That's really kind of you to
0: say. Uh, ben Strang, uh, sports journalist, uh, and sometimes uh, part of our, our broader uh, SCNZ uh, commentary team. Uh, long-time cricket writer, too. He's been around the traps, uh, plays the game, knows these players, interesting perspective, and hopefully you've got a bit of an insight of what the media is sort of, you know, zeroing in on with regard to the possible makeup of the New Zealand side for this eagerly anticipated series against Australia, starting on the 29th of this month. Of course, we've got a T20 series prior to that. Of course, every ball of both the T20 and Test series against Australia can be heard right here on SENZ. With Rosene, quality paint and colours perfect for your summer projects. 28 minutes after one, back with more shortly.